0: This is Ali Tedlawi. Welcome to Talk to Me About Food, a podcast about the forces impacting the American consumer's food choices, seen through the lens of a consumer researcher, consumer, human, me. In this show, I muse about the foods we try and buy and explore how we are or will be making, shopping for, preparing, and disposing of foods and beverages. On this episode of Talk to Me About Food, I'm talking to Chip Palix president and founder of Grow a Row. Uh, Chip and I worked together at a big food company many, many moons ago. Um, Welcome to talk to me about food, Chip.
1: Thanks, Ollie. Great to be here.
0: Yeah, really looking forward to talking about Grow a Row, but you got to start with telling me, telling us what Grow a Row is all about.
1: Well, um, it's a pretty big question there, um, but uh, we we, we do quite a bit, Ollie. Um, But uh, if you boil it down, basically what our program is about is Uh, Our volunteers come out to help us to plant and then harvest produce that uh, makes its way to food banks and food pantries and soup kitchens, hunger relief organizations all throughout the state of New Jersey. Also into Pennsylvania and into New York, Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, and Connecticut. And at a season, uh, we have an educational uh, component uh, where we have curriculum where we go to underserved areas. Um, and uh, teach youth about where their food comes from and, and gets them all excited to come out to the farm in season to be able to harvest and bring food back to their families in need.
0: That's, that's fantastic. And what, what's, what's great about grow, I mean, there are lots of things that are, but sort of top line for me is that when I mean, you're growing food for yourself um, and you're growing food for others. So that, that's um, a powerful combination. And I know there's a lot of interest now in growing your own food I talked to some advocates and and resources for that, especially given where we are uh, with with the pandemic. But even before, in the last several years, there seems to be a movement towards people wanting to have a little bit more um, say in the food that they put on their table and be involved in all that. I talked to somebody who has a model that includes raising chickens and rabbits for protein, uh, all the way to somebody who's a millennial himself trying to get other millennials to embrace the idea of just growing herbs in a compostable pot you know so there's there's a range of people out there proponents of growing your own food but what i wanted to do is ask you what sparked you to grow your own originally
1: well it's funny you should say that because you know we started back in 2002 before it was all in vogue really but you're right that's what people are kind of into now and why not right And I think probably what people are doing now, or why they're doing it, is really kind of the same reason why we started uh, back in, uh, you know, 18 uh, years ago. At that time, my daughter was uh, four years old, and uh, we moved out to, you know, a rural area in New Jersey, and, um, you know, wanted to start a little daddy-daughter project. And so uh, I was driving home one day, and I saw this farm, and it had... It was renting out these little plots for beginner, beginner gardeners. and I've never gardened before, but I'm like, oh, well, that might be kind of a cool idea. You know, like a nice little project with my daughter, but at the same time, um, it might help her to, to eat healthy, right? You know, if you're yeah. planting, you know, spring beans and you're all excited to see them on the ground, you're going to want to eat them. And, and so uh, that really was what kind of kicked things off. And then when we had uh, all this extra produce and then didn't know what to do with it. Cause we had this, this, this garden was massive. I mean, 30 by 30 might not seem massive, That's but big. It's, it's big. And so when you have a, you know, a wife and, um, and a three year old or four year old daughter at home at the time, and my stepson was at school, you know, what are you going to do with all this stuff? Right? right. So, um, and you, again, you mentioned we worked together. I, I had my classic Excel spreadsheets, right? With all the colors and formulas and everything. It was all jazzed up. And, you know, literally, I knew exactly how many tomato plants or tomatoes were going to come out of the plants and all the yield and everything. But anyway, had all this extra and uh, was bringing it down to my office at work, um, just handing it out. And uh, at first, everyone was like really happy to hear from me. You know, like I was handing out the cucumbers and zucchini and everything. But, uh, then I, I learned that there's this thing called Zucchini Awareness Month. Well, it, it's, it's for those people who, you know, do not want to have any more zucchini from their neighbors. You basically start locking your car doors and such. <laughs> yeah, Because um, otherwise you start getting all this mystery produce. But, um, you know, when I exhausted all my uh, friends and family, and co-workers, you know, I saw this three-line article in the paper. And it's, it clearly said if you have extra produce, bring it to the food pantry and grow a rope for the hungry. Um, and then I realized that my family and I had this, this calling and God brought us down this path. And one thing went to the next. And, and here we are today. So
0: Wow. That's fun. I mean, that's kind of a fun uh, origin story. Um, so you've had a lot of volunteers over the years. And I'm kind of curious, what do you see and hear from those volunteers about why, why they want to grow their own?
1: So, so here's the thing, the, the, the volunteers that come out, so many of them, it's the first time they've ever stepped on, on a farm. It's the first time they've ever planted anything. It's the first time they've seen food come out of the ground. I mean, some folks are like amazed just to see potatoes, they're like, wow, is this is how they grow? So I, I, I think um, the reason they want to grow, one, they come out here, they're inspired. Um, I think people in general, want to have, as you said earlier, yeah, you know, do a little control in terms of, hey, you know, where do I get my food? And and look, if it's, if it's simple, I've got a couple of potted plants or a raised bed, or I've got, you know, 10 by 10 garden space, you know, there's something really cool about cultivating the land. You know, you're the one putting the seed in the ground and you're weeding it and you're watering it and then out comes the plants and, you know, and then the fruit and it starts to yield. I mean, that, that's a really cool experience, you know, it's, it's funny not to kind of go off, but when you, when you go to the store, the, everyone wants, like, the perfect tomato, right? You know, it, it's perfectly round, and it's red, and it's, you know, there's no blemishes. But you know what tastes better? That mangly tomato out of your own garden. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, you're right,
1: yeah. You know, so I, I think there's something to be said about that.
0: Huh, and what, what's the range of produce that, uh, that you guys plant and harvest?
1: Oh, we've got everything. I mean, we've, we have three orchards. So we have peaches, we have apples, nectarines. Um, we have uh, uh, string beans and peppers and tomatoes. We have cucumber, zucchini, uh, sweet corns. Uh, sw- we have um, sweet potatoes, potatoes. We have uh, collard greens and kale and cabbage and broccoli and cauliflower. We have acorn squash. Uh, um yeah the list, list goes on and on we've, we've got quite a bit a, a nice mix right. that um, you know satisfies the needs for those folks that we serve yeah 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 absolutely what
0: about and i think the answer is probably pretty clear but so it's one thing to want to grow your own and like you said get your hands in the dirt and and sort of see the whole process of starting from seed to something that you can actually uh, bite into um, what about the motivation to grow for others? I mean, what what's what's kind of there for you and for the volunteers who come through?
1: You know, every morning I have I'm I'm kind of healthy in the way I eat. You know, I've got a bowl of oatmeal every day or two. Um, I've got you know blueberries on there, I've got raspberries, I've got blackberries, I just load the thing. I've got my apples in the day. Like I, I eat healthy, I have access to all this stuff. I get my seven to nine servings a day. Great. There are so many people, Holly, that just, they don't even have one serving a day. And, you know, eating healthy shouldn't be a luxury. You know, it, it should be something that everyone has access to. Yeah. The, the motivating factor is knowing that, you know, we're not just providing food, we're not just filling bellies, you know? With food, we're, we're providing healthy food. But at the same time, we're also, um, we're, we're filling hearts too. We're giving people the opportunity to come out and be part of this whole process and make a massive impact. And there's something huge about that. I mean, we, we always talk about how it's not about the pounds, it's about the people. When people come out to grow a row, yeah, we, yeah sure, we give away one and a half million pounds a year. That's awesome. Six million servings. That's huge. But, you know, you don't know if you, if you sparked a passion in someone to serve a purpose, you know, coming out here. And so that that's really, like, the underlying theme in what we do here is, like, hey, you can make a difference. And uh, this is how we make a difference. This is how you made a difference today. But, you know, you might have your own passion. It might not be a garden. You know, it might be something else, but go home and, and think about it and, and how can you serve those in need based on something that you love and that drives you. And uh, again, you know, we're fortunate that, you know, we're able to move so much produce to those who need it, but really it's, it's, it's about, you know, touching people's lives. I mean, if you look at our logo, you know, there's a heart in the ear of corn and that's it's there for a reason. Mm. You know, it's, uh, it's in the heart of what we do is, is caring and loving for others.
0: Yeah, and I, I bet that plays out in how the volunteers interact with each other or, or the fact that there's – is there a community? I mean, is there a Facebook page? Is there a way that people can sort of get, give it back to you and, and sort of show you that, yes, you have sparked something in them to do more for others, whether it be around food or, or anything else?
1: Oh, sure, and, you know, a lot of times it's more youth – so it's it's Eagle Scout projects or it's Girl Scout silver or, or gold projects, um, or even just adults that come out and say, "Hey, listen, you know I want to help you know I want to volunteer more or maybe maybe it's adults that pull you on the side like a lot of a lot of folks that come out work for corporations you know they're doing very well, um, but some of them pull you aside and say, "Hey, I used to be that hunger child you used to talk about, you know, and you know my, my mom used to come home and and uh you know, bring us, you know, semi rotten, um, you know, strawberries that, that we were able to get from the food pantry. We'd sit around and we carve out all the rotten spots and we enjoy what was left over. Mm. So you know, and folks from that side, you know, hearing from that lens, you know, their lens, um, you know, and, and why they want to be so, uh, active and, and give back here. It's, it's really, it's, it's amazing, but yeah, you know, to answer your question, um, Folks do come back and they, they talk about their passions and how they can help. and you know It's a catalyst to get people to, to start thinking of others.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So bringing back to food for a second, because I like to talk about food, the people who, who volunteer or who, or who benefit, so both, from Grow Row are incorporating more fresh food or more fruits and vegetables in their diet. You know, once they get things, I mean, you think that it's maybe changing the habits? attitudes and the habits of, of some of the folks who haven't been exposed to or haven't had the, I guess, maybe the kick in the pants to to improve their diet?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, we we survey everybody. Um, that goes to what we call our free farm markets. Uh, it's basically, it's a farm market, but it's free and it's held in um, you know underserved areas. Uh, typically, some urban areas, um, you know, where we're folks don't have access to healthy foods and they can't afford it even if they did. So the free farm markets, um, you know, we give it away every every uh, you know, Saturday morning or whatever day. And uh, we do survey before we do a post, uh, you know, a pre and post survey just to kind of get a flavor for um, did this change their habits or, um, you know, are there certain produce that they like now or have they figured out how to uh, incorporate produce into different uh, meals throughout the day and such. And and the answer is yes. I mean, you know, there's nothing like being able to grab a, you know, a, a fresh tomato out of a field and, or a peach off a tree and just, you know, or, or a near corn and just sink your teeth into it. People are like, wow, this stuff is awesome. And I should tell you that some of the folks who um, receive the produce at these free farm markets, we bust them out to the farm so they can volunteer. And so they can be part of the process and have some ownership and, and engagement and be part of the process. But then they also are able to go into our, our high-end commercial kitchen downstairs in our main uh, barn and be able to prepare the food for the families and their communities in need. So let's say we're you know giving out winter squash or, or acorn squash or whatever it might be. You know, what do I do with this thing? Well, here's a way to prepare it. They taste it. Like, this is awesome. And then they can then go back and... Um, you know, be able to cook it at their homes or, or um, sample it, you know, at the free farm markets. So yeah, it's, it's it's a full full circle experience for everybody. Um, but it, without question, all, you know, the numbers speak to there being changes um, not just in eating, but also A one C levels, um, losing weight, um, factors that certainly contribute to um, you know healthy eating
0: yeah absolutely so so are you interested in helping beyond or do you work with other people to help instill this behavior and kind of keep it going because it's it's great you know if they come out to the farm and they and they're able to go and benefit um throughout some of the season you know some of the saturdays but to kind of keep it going
1: so you know again the experience base that's covered um you know, uh, handing out food to traditional uh, hunger relief organizations, you know, that's standard. Uh, outside the box, if you will, has really been working with the hospitals recently. Huh. And we have a great partnership with our local hospital here in Hunterdon County, uh, Hunterdon Healthcare. And we set up a free farm markets at their uh, Center for Nutrition and Diabetes Management. And so uh, that's helping folks who are getting medical treatment um, that they can eat healthy. So that, that's kind of a new way of thinking of getting it outside of just the traditional channels where food goes to those in need, but really under the eye of a, you know, a trained dietitian or, or physician. And uh, quite frankly, that's where we're getting cystics that um, it is improving the health of those folks that we serve. So, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you know, everyone wins the hospital wins as they have less repeat visits for those folks who, might have um, issues with diabetes at the end of the month when their food stamps run out, and they start eating, you know, processed food more so than healthy food. And um, certainly, those folks who receive the, uh, the food are benefiting. Um, and uh, oh, yeah, we see a direct line from hey, eating healthy correlates to a healthy living.
0: Yeah, yeah. You hope you hope that connection is made and that it that it stays. So, if you had to paint a picture of what 10 years from now looks like for you. What, what might they be? I mean, are you thinking of expanding to other parts of the country or working with others who want to do that or, and that could be part of vision, but what are you thinking 10 years from now?
1: Well, you know, right now we, we own four farms. We have 440 acres. We just secured our fourth farm about a month ago.
0: Wow. Fantastic.
1: And the, the, the thought process initially was we should go out to other states um, but then recognizing the amount of work it would take to replicate, you know, farm team and, you know, equipment and everything in, in all different states. So then we decided, well, let's just try to centralize, you know, try to grab as much land as we can locally um, and then basically be a hub and distribute produce outside to other areas. And so, so that model is working and I see us continuing that, that model. Um, where do I see us 10 years from now? I see us more involved with education. Um, you know, educating folks about um, eating on a budget, um, preparing healthy meals, um, and, you know, just being able to, to, to motivate others to be able to start their own chapters, you know, throughout the country, you know, whether they're connected to Grower or not. You know, whenever someone reaches out and says, hey, I'd like to, you know, try this in my neck of the woods, sure, you know, we give them advice and such. But, but overall, you know, our, our goal is to maximize all the land that we currently have. Um, continue to be able to s- secure additional uh, land locally um, and then work our way out of the, the current seven states that we're working with and uh, and have more of a, uh, you know, a greater regional, um, if not national presence.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. As you were talking, you got me thinking about uh, one other way that one could go and, and that is someone inspired by um, I came across a farm in Virginia that is called polyface and they do regenerative agriculture that is a big proponent of that and and so animals are part of the, the whole process so have you thought about incorporating livestock into what you what you do i mean it's not growing a row but it's growing something
1: <laughs> right right well you know, it's funny you should say that because early on uh, you know we we're talking about produce and protein. But we've kind of gone away from that, that concept um, for, for several reasons. Uh, you know, it, it certainly incurs a lot of, you know, different farm talent that we, that we don't have at this point. And, and it's not really our, our, our sweet spot. So yeah. uh, we're going to kind of hold off on that, although it is tempting. You know, there, there's something to be said about having that, that full mix. But um, we have spoken to some local farmers that do have, you know, livestock and such. And is is there a way that you know perhaps we could invest in their work and be recipients of um, you know some of their need or whatever but um yeah that's that's something we, we you know we kind of think about from time to time but it's really not in our our three to five year strategic plan right now
0: yeah no and, and what you laid out for me for the next several years sounds like it's a a full plate in and of itself <laughs> and, and like you said, within your sweet spot and, and just helping more people um, have the experience and have more people benefit from eating fruits and vegetables and enjoying them. So that, that makes a lot of sense to me. And, and you are doing some really great work, Chip. Yeah. I wish I was uh, locals that'd be able to help out, but um, a couple thousand miles away uh, and, and hoping to see something like that around here, because I think that would be uh, again, more people, Participating in something like this and experiencing something like this uh, could only be a good thing.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. We just kind of touch upon the uh, the livestock and such. You know, it's almost like it would be a perfect collective impact model. You know, right. you, have, you grow rows with the produce, and then you have another, you know, nonprofit with the, uh, the livestock, and another one with this and that. All together, you know, working as a team and then going into an underserved area. And uh, basically turning it upside down. So, um, since you were so inspired, I'll, I'll let you take care of the uh, the cattle piece. <laughs> create yeah, your own nonprofit. How's that? Being down. Yeah, I'm Texas.
0: a little bit closer to where the the cattle are, actually.
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, exactly. I've got some longhorns literally a quarter of a mile away from me. <laughs> so
1: there you go. There you go. So, but
0: uh, well, this has been inspiring, Chip. Um, I really do appreciate your time and. Applaud everything you're doing, and I—I'm uh, sure people who listen to this will, will think the same and contribute in some way in the future, somehow, directly or indirectly.
1: Uh, well, well, thank you. All. I appreciate the time, and uh, you know, folks like you that help uh, highlight our work is uh, what gets the word out, and uh, you know, translates to volunteer and financial support. So you're just as much of a team member uh, against the uh, the fight of hunger here. So so thank you for your contribution.
0: All right. Wonderful, Chip. Wonderful. Well, that's all I've got for you on this episode of Talk To Me About Food. Thanks for listening, and I do hope you come back for more. Please also check out www.talktomeaboutfood.com to read other musings about the forces impacting our food choices on my blog.